We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here on this uh, little rainy morning in Oxford. Supposed to... uh, the uh, spitting rain for the next couple of hours, rain a little overnight. There's your weatherman forecast for the day. We'll uh, talk about several things today. We'll look at the first uh, college football playoff rankings that came out last night. We'll discuss a little bit of Lane Kiffin, and then we'll devote some time to uh, Hugh Freeze as well. Freeze coming back into town this week with his Liberty Flames facing Ole Miss at 11 a.m. Saturday morning from Balt Hemingway Stadium. So uh, that and more on deck today. Yes, the Braves are World Series champions. See that in the stream a little bit. We'll hit some baseball, too, on what typically is a little bit of a slow day. Wednesday's our slow day, but not today. Plenty of things to talk about here on the show. A show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You need to go get your selfie. All you got to do is um, head anywhere around the property over there, put whatever in the background you want, take a selfie, put it on Twitter, you need to hashtag Blue Sky Rebels. Also, then tag Oxford Exxon on Twitter, and you'll be automatically entered into a chance to win an official Ole Miss football helmet. So uh, take advantage of that. Also, lunch special, Speed Pass Plus app. You know all the different things that can get you some uh, some grub and save some money there with the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Skies in Mississippi. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. Top into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Um, great burgers, po'boys, appetizers, full bar, great beer selection. Just a great atmosphere. Enjoy it uh, if you're coming in this weekend, uh, coming up for the Liberty game. If you're not doing the Grove thing, maybe Saturday afterwards or Saturday night or Friday night or whatever the case may be, enjoy uh, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, sat all the way around with Henry Ruggs. Uh, he uh, he was released as expected on uh, on Tuesday night. I mean, I would assume facing considerable jail time at this point. Um, for, I would uh, think for him. So, um, yeah, just, just are the details on that out yet? Some. Um, I mean, the fact that I mean, he, he was intoxicated. Oh yeah, yeah. The NFL Players Association has a deal where literally any player could just call and get rides or anything like that. Any like the. the that's the sad part to me is there's so many ways. I mean, not like one or two. There are a hundred ways to get home when you've been drinking for anyone, but especially an NFL player. Um, just just awful. You know, um, as a rule, if you're out at 3.38 in the morning. Yeah, parents were right. Not much good happens after a certain time. You know, I can tell you having bartended a couple of years, um, the people that closed a bar on Monday night mm-hmm. were typically not a happy group of people. Yeah. The difference than the people who closed a bar on a Friday night. Or even a Saturday night. But the people who closed a bar on a Tuesday night, really usually kind of sad. Yeah. There was a difference. Yeah. So just uh, a lost life, a ruined life, so many sad things uh, really around that. Um, Braves made easy work of the Astros last night. 7 nothing final. Max Freed was outstanding for six innings. Matzik did kind of what he's been doing for the entire postseason. And then Will Smith finished up the ninth for the, uh, for the Braves. What got me, like, it's this, this morning I saw the uh, the gif that Rob Friedman had put out about from Snickers' wife um, crying in the stands during the seventh and eighth inning. talking about a family that, the entire family, I mean, for, you know, Snickers able to what he, did, what, he, what he was able to do because of the rest of his family situation, what his wife was uh, has done for 45 years in the Braves organization for him to be the manager and get the title last night. That was emotional and god knows where her emotions were i mean her son is a hitting coach for the astros so she had a, yeah, he a was, father and a son on both he was sides. in the other dugout yeah, yeah yeah so you're dealing with you're, you're dealing with that to a um to a huge degree as well yeah you know it was i mean as we've talked about plenty of times i haven't really been a braves fan to a large extent since the infield fly rule uh game against the cardinals in 11 or 12 or whatever year that was i don't really know why that broke me but it just kind of did i kind of moved on after that uh Decided I was going to put all my emotional emotional investment in the Saints, and that's worked out really well over the last ten years. But um, it was cool last night. It was it was nostalgic, kind of thought back to staying up late as a as a you know an eight year old or whatever in ninety one for Game Seven and all those postseason losses and where you were in ninety five when Grissom caught the, the 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 last out when um I guess Wollers was was on the mound when that happened. Um, and then 96 pretty much almost broke me as a 12 year old. I remember 96 for, for a 12 year old. That was a, that was a tough one. You win the first two in Yankee stadium and then lose four in a row to uh, finish that. So yeah, you know, I, I, I tweeted last night, kind of hate that my daughter wasn't older and stay up and kind of be able to experience that a little bit. But even, even with the sidewalk nature of it, it was a, it was a cool night. It was, it was fun to see. And a lot of the people that have been griping about the Braves for 20 years to me, um, I've got a lot of friends that are really hardcore Braves fans. Uh, excited for them last night. So it's always, it's always neat. And you know, you look at it. Anthopolis did just a hell of a job um, with retooling that team after Soroka and, and Acuna and the whole bunch there. Azuna gets hurt. I mean, it's all the way up and down. I mean, that was a that was a, a GM management um, masterpiece to get the Braves in position. A team that was under 500 at the break, they end up winning the division and. Frankly, not just rolling through the World Series and whatever, but I mean, going through Brewers, Dodgers, Astros—that's a—that's a pretty good trio. That's a pretty good, uh, um, you know, that's pretty rough. Yeah, I was happy for Jorge Soler, former Cub. That's right. If you told just me just a bomb yesterday. If you had told me in 2016 that 
that night that only one guy from that team five years later would have another title, I probably wouldn't have believed you, and I would not have guessed Jorge Soler. And I love Soler. I still have a Soler Cubs jersey. He's one of my favorite players ever. Um, yeah, it worked out pretty well for him and Duvall, didn't it? Getting traded. And yeah, getting... yeah. Adam Duvall had a had a big postseason as well. So yeah, I was excited for the Braves. I didn't watch much of it. Um, I did watch the end. I watched. Um, I was watching. I was pretty fascinated. We won't go into it here because no one wants to hear it. I was. I was. People say, "What do you? What are you interested in?" I, I was fascinated with the politics last night watching the results come in and watching kind of flipping around and hearing different thoughts and perspectives on numbers that were coming in that probably are leading to a a handful of pretty high-level meetings today, I would guess, in some places. Yeah, I I watched a little of that simply because – I don't even necessarily nerves, but I didn't. Re- I, I was not going to lock in on the whole game last night, and at times I was like, I'm not necessarily nervous, but I do feel a little bit of anxiety, a little bit. So I was flipping around. I was doing some different things to kind of, uh, to kind of avoid that. Um, just kind of quickly because we did tease this, so we need to touch it. Lane Kiffin, you mentioned this, and and what he said, what he meant on Monday. He had his uh, his press conference, and you hit it. Overall, Lane really just wanted to move on. On, on Monday, he was he's never excited to be there. He's never pumped up to speak to the media. But at the same time, he was incredibly um, maybe resigned a little bit. Um, maybe just kind of it is what it is. I thought that he was frustrated by a number of factors, including his lack of young wide receivers stepping up. Um, frankly, frustrated with himself a little bit with some of the Ely stuff. I think it was very sincere, him talking about, that he appreciated Jerry and um, – handling it well to to not get but I think three carries and maybe a catch maybe not even a catch something like that I mean being non-existent from a game plan standpoint because of because of the flow um I thought Lane handled the fourth down questions very well um he's not one to get annoyed with the media or pull a Dan Mullen or anything he just states his opinion multiple times in this instance and then moves on with his day I thought he handled that pretty well and I think he's still challenging Braylon Sanders to a point. I, oh, this this offense can't get enough done without Braylon, and for whatever reason, this is a lingering thing that just will not go away. Yeah, I don't have a lot to add to that. Um, he's frustrated with the receivers. It's a big question. It's a fair question. I think he would tell you it's a fair question because it can only be a number of things. I mean, there's there's only – someone says, what's the deal with the young wide receivers not playing? The menu here is pretty small, right? It's either you misevaluated and they're not good, you've been unable to develop them, or they're unable to catch on to the point, catch on to the offense to the point that they can run it at the tempo that they want to run it, or it's some combination thereof. I don't, I don't think it's aliens came down and did something. Um, I don't think it's oh they're not who we thought they were. No, it's. One of those things. They're either not as good as you thought they were going to be, and that's on you. Um, you can't get them developed to a p- point where they can play, which point that's on you. Or they aren't putting in the extra work or whatnot to get to a place where they can operate in the offense, at which point that's on them. And I don't know that answer. I would, I've had people go, oh, it's Derek Nix's fault. I mean, how the hell can you say that? I mean, I don't know that it's Derek Nix's fault. I can't I can't say that at all. Now, on the flip side, I can't go, oh, well, he's completely absolved of all blame either. I'm not at practice. But what is obvious is that you don't have 
Jonathan Mingo, you don't have Braylon Sanders, and you don't have Dontario Drummond in the second half of that Auburn game, and there was there was no Brandon Burke. There was just a void of playmakers. Yeah. yeah it was. J.J. Henry plays two plays. Buck Halter doesn't play. I don't know if he was there. Um, Braylon Brown's played five snaps all season. After we thought he had a pretty good camp until that well, injury, but he, the hamstring's been a problem. He did have a good camp, but he got hurt, and yeah. so he missed essentially a month of his freshman year, which is very difficult to overcome. Yeah, two weeks ago, Danis didn't play at all, really, and then he did not do a ton uh, on Saturday. So I mean, yeah, it's just it's it's void of playmakers right now. That's bottom line. They've got and they have issues. I mean, Lane said on Monday that if it was today, none of those three would play this weekend, including Drummond, who definitely had a hamstring issue on on Saturday against uh, Auburn. Yeah, I'm reading people's minds when I do this, but I I garnered from his answers that I don't expect any of them to play this weekend. Now that doesn't yeah. mean that they that they might two of them might go out there and yeah. start. But that was your assumption, based that, off. I mean, if I'm just kind of reading body language. Yeah. And then, kind of want to hit this, because I, I got a little frustrated last night. Um, I, I don't care about this college football ranking thing, because it's just the first week, and I get that it's a placeholder. But at the end of the day, they put emphasis on conference championships. They put emphasis on wherever the hell they want to put it in some different ways. So this is nothing but a made-for-TV event every week until that point, because they can reshuffle all the deck chairs whenever it needs to be reshuffled at the end. However, in saying that, Twitter blowing up last night because Cincinnati was sixth, Oklahoma was eighth. Um, your top four right now, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, Oregon, um, in that order, one through four. Um, Ohio State at five, Michigan seven, Wake Forest at, ten, at nine, Notre Dame 10, Ole Miss coming in at 16, right ahead of State and Kentucky at 17 and 18, respectively. Um, Auburn at 13, A&M at 14. So, welcome to the SEC. But sure. point being here, and I think it was Adam McClintock on Twitter. He's been doing this for years, been doing this week by week by week. It's not a freaking eye test is the reason Cincinnati is not ranked in the top four. It's not a situation where it's even a – the committee is biased against them. It is not. It is not what it is. They follow a certain protocol. If you want it changed and if you feel the need to bitch about Cincinnati where they're placed or anybody else's place, then you have to change the formula because McClintock, to his credit, has talked about on Twitter for months and years and now, whatever. Who is McClintock? He's like college football professor or something on Twitter. He just huge into analytics. He okay. looks at numbers and analytics all the time. But the point he's made, and some other people have as well, like the college football matrix guy, a lot of people do this, is they follow strength of schedule, quality wins, and game control. Pretty much those factors. Because you've got – everybody goes, well, it's eye test. Okay, let's think about this for a minute. I get that maybe it's a brand test if you want to have that in a way – but from an eye test standpoint, the College Football Playoff Committee is made up of busy people, successful people for the most part, and however you want to phrase that. They're not sitting down and watching 30 hours of game film between Saturday and Tuesday. They're just freaking not. No, and A, not. they don't know what they're looking at if they did. What they focus on is a very significant, specific set of parameters that the committee has put in front of them or the organization has put in front of them that is game control, strength of schedule, and quality wins. Because of that, Cincinnati is not ranked in the top four. So if your frustration with this group of five thing is whatever, it's not in the committee's hands. They're following their exact protocol on what they're supposed to do. Because what happens is if you're not in a major conference, you don't play a really good schedule, if you're losing it all at any point, your game control goes to hell and back because you were losing to Tulane for 27 minutes or anything like that. You, you get penalized to such a degree. You have an unlimited ability to have top 25 wins. It's the, the, the equation is what is wrong if you're for a group of five teams getting in. That is the problem. It's not that the committee went in and said, you know what, we're going to screw Cincinnati. You think they want to screw Oklahoma? Oklahoma's eighth because right. their game control sucks. That's why Oklahoma was eighth. Right. 
So, I, I don't know, I guess that's my frustration. You had all the media members going last night and doing all this white nighting for this team and this team and this team, when at the end of the day, the committee members are doing nothing but taking a formula that spits out a bunch of teams and putting them exactly where they're supposed to be in a ranking. So, if you want to bitch about something, bitch about the variables in the equation and change that. That's what I don't really understand. Um, I have a hard time, and you touched on this at the very beginning, I have a hard time getting particularly worked up over this in the first week of November. Because there's so many more games to play. Everybody's got a month. Got mm-hmm. conference championships to play. Alabama and Georgia are on a crash course to play one another. They are. And if they don't play one another, it'll be because Auburn beat Alabama, at which point Alabama will be out already. So it's kind of hard for me to get just like super geeked up about it. it. It's Oregon still has to play more games. Oklahoma has to play more games. Oklahoma has to play Oklahoma State. Oklahoma has to play a Big 12 title game. If they don't improve, someone's going to get them. Um, Ohio State still has to play games. My problem with Cincinnati and the group of five, and I know we live very close to the Memphis market, and there are people in that market who whine and complain and bitch and moan and groan about the world being out to get them. And I actually like some of those people. People. But you're in the American Athletic Conference. You ain't getting in a four-team playoff. You're just not. They don't want you in it. You don't belong in it. You don't play the schedule that other teams play. It just is what it is. If you want that, you should fight a lot harder than you're currently fighting for a 12-team playoff, and you should get off this the SEC has all the power crap. Shut up. Say, yeah, we want a 12-team playoff. We really don't care who televises it. It's a good point in the thread, too. Once Oklahoma and Texas are gone, the Big 12 is going to get zero respect in these numbers. Of course. Nothing. I mean, just absolutely nothing. Of course. It's why if you're Baylor or whatever, someone's talking about Dave Aranda. And by the way, Dave Aranda's not getting the LSU job. But someone's like, would he take the LSU job? Well, I don't know. But I mean, if you want to go to a, a program that's going to have power, then you do because when – Whenever it is, whether it's one year, two years, or four years, but it's coming, it's done. When Texas and OU leave that league, that league is left just a shell of itself, a carcass. Somebody asked about Jalen Knox. He uh, is ineligible this season. He will be eligible to play next year, the uh, wide receiver transfer from the Yes. So, yes. Yeah, he, uh, he had an academic. All right. Yes. Okay. That's what I that's what I thought. So had he stayed at Missouri, he would not have been academically right. eligible. Yeah. So I mean, I don't want to spend a ton of time on the ranking. Ole Miss is sixteen. Their path to anything access bowl related is to win out and hope you are the next highest ranked SEC team out of three um, to get yeah. a third spot. That yeah. is that is the path. It is a very clear path and it is a very precise path for uh, for the Rebels moving forward. But I just, my God, at the last night, this the grandstanding over all this stuff, and it's like. I, People could have told you on the internet two days ago what this is going to be. Well, some people did. And it's like, they're telling you, here, here, change yes. the rules then. I don't know what you mean to do. People people fight crap like that, though. They, they get so worked up about it, and they think that everything has an agenda. And not everything has an agenda. No, this had nothing to do with any of those people in the room going, you know what, nope, Oklahoma, we're screwing you. It's like last night, not to get political at all, but people are like, what is this message from Virginia? I'm like, what the hell, what the hell message do you think it is? You know exactly what message this is. The polling data has been coming in for weeks telling you exactly what was going to happen. And when it happens, you're like, push back, oh, my God. 
I mean, the, the, everybody knew what was going to happen on, on on Tuesday night in the same way that everybody knew where these teams were going to rank. It was also a referendum on running a normal candidate. Stop running French candidates on both sides. Uh, it was. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot There's a lot there. Um, in, in Virginia, it was about don't tell me that I yeah. don't have a say in my kid's education. Yeah, no, but they didn't run a crazy person. Like, it, from a yes. well, public no, nature I mean, standpoint. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, let's piss off a lot of people in our thread probably. One of the things that the two the two candidates for governor in, in Virginia and New Jersey, and the guy in New Jersey is going to come up just a little sh- very short. Yeah. I mean, wow, what a referendum that is. But both of them essentially told Trump, stay the hell away. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Stay away. Yeah. Okay, you ign- you endorse me. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Do not do another thing. Yeah. There's a, there's a message for Republicans, too, that a lot of Republicans don't want to get. The message for Republicans is it's time to move away from that. Yeah, there was a roadmap in that last yes. night. So. Podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Settle County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also uh, brought to you by Walk-Ons. I'll start working on the Walk-Ons Um the MPW Digital pregame show presented by Walk-Ons. I'll start working on that here today. I'll do a couple of those interviews today, a couple tomorrow, and get that to you uh, tomorrow afternoon. It's brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine. Po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. It's coming um, today, the 3rd, probably about two weeks or so. Walk-On Sports Bistro, more than a restaurant, 1737B University Avenue in Oxford. The one in uh, the Jackson area is open at Ridgeland, 720 Highland Colony Parkway in Ridgeland. Walk-On Sports Bistro, more than a restaurant. We're also brought to you by Brothrow. It's a social sports betting network, free to use, no third party, no juice. That saves you money over time. Start your own group. Make friends and invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. You can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more. Sign up today at bet.brothrow.com backslash MPW. Use uh, promo code REBELGROVE at Muddy Water Camo. Get 35% off any products from the site. Free shipping on orders of $100 or more. They've got the heated vest, the heated jackets the muddy water lady camo apparel and much more muddywateroutdoors.com promo code rebel grove it's the uh, big score sale with uh, dead soxy let me get you that information so that i make sure i get it exactly right Ole Miss and uh liberty this weekend hold on chase i gotta find here. this it's here we go um dead soxy's excited to announce an incredible score for the holidays. The score sales back for this weekend's game against Liberty. At the conclusion of Saturday's game, however many points the Rebels have scored, Dead Soxie will match that number as a percentage discount up to a max of 60. If the Rebels post 38 on the Flames, the promo code will activate for 38% off. 50 points, no problem. 50% off the score sale will run from the conclusion of Saturday's game until midnight on Monday, November the 8th. So load up on your favorite socking stuffers and score this incredible offer uh, this weekend. Visit deadsoxy.com. Use the promo code SCOREREBELS at checkout to receive the score sale percentage for all orders. As always, stay soxy. And uh, we're brought to you by Game Changer Patches. They're the only two-patch 
system available in the market today to stop hangovers before they start. Uh, the warm-up patch is used before or while you drink, and the overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Podcast is brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page, see everything going on this week and every week. Also, you can uh, check out the Double Acre Bus Tours, 3 and 4 o'clock this Friday. That leaving there in front of Visit Oxford just off the square. And remember, an adult ticket gets you $100 off a pair of Blue Delta jeans. Tunes around town from 5 to 7 on Friday night. Multiple uh, musical acts all over the square and downtown Oxford. So uh, get some takeout, get some dessert, and enjoy a Friday night prior to a home football game. And then remember that courtesy of the Oxford Lafayette County Chamber of Commerce on Sunday, they're doing a holiday open house, kind of getting started early with some shopping around Oxford, 11 to 3 on the square, 1 to 5 in other areas of downtown. They're going to have everything from uh, snacks, arts and crafts for the kids, uh, a raffle, gift basket stuff, and, and plenty more, as well as uh, some deals around the square and other areas. So, again, 11 to 3, 1 to 5, depending on your area of choice. Visit OxfordMS.com slash events. Uh, all right. So, Liberty coming in. Um, 7 and 2, I believe, is the Flames. I guess Malik Willis is healthy, best that I'm aware of. Um Freeze yesterday during his uh, media availability said lots of really nice things. Said he looked forward to seeing people. He oh, handled did he? it. Yeah, completely fine. There was okay. no 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 interesting thing at all really in that. Um, you know, said probably the weirdest thing would be just kind of the logistics of going to the visiting locker room and some of the things just around the stadium and things when he gets there and his place in 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 the game compared to five years ago. Um, fair enough. Wonder where they're staying Friday night. I don't know. South Haven or somewhere, probably. I would think up that way. Yeah, and then come come down. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, Get out and do some recruiting Friday night. Good. I mean, they've always had such good luck in Memphis. I mean, make sure you hit that. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, See, I'll get blamed for that comment. <laughs> I mean, that, <laughs> it'll get back to Maurice Harris that I said that. I didn't say it. You didn't say a word. You're, Chase you're, said it. But I'll get blamed. It's five years later. Mm. No, 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 I don't mean that. I'm I'm open with other thought. Five years later, Breeze fired in the middle of 2016, the night that... He was fired in 2017. Yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry. Yeah. Coached the 16th season. So I guess four years. Yeah. Four and a half, whatever. Um, I remember I was sitting down for dinner when my phone blew up and... Uh, yeah, somebody had said something. There's a couple different rumors. We had been hearing, like, for that week. I mean, it really... Was it two days prior to his media day appearance? Yeah. So when he really, really went. So I remember all of this because this was 2017, July yeah. of 2017. And and real quick, just to set this up, this is 10 months after we sat down with Ross to discuss some other stuff. And then some of this came up where they were concerned, I think would be a fair assumption. Well, Submission. yeah. So you, I think you have to go back to draft night, yeah. really, to to be to do this to do it, and and, and you you can summarize a bunch real quick. Draft yeah, sure. night happened, and I think people went, "Oh my god!" Like I look back on draft night and wonder if you got to keep in mind they would just won the Sugar Bowl, which was the, kind of a holy grail moment for a lot of people. Made him very untouchable at that moment. 
But I almost wonder if at that moment that would have been the time to touch him. After draft night. Yeah, I'm not second-guessing because it would have – I don't know that anybody, Ross Bjork or anyone else, had the collateral to pull that off. I still think Hugh Freeze, above all other things, the thing that cost him the job – because of what the trickle-down effect was, was calling Lindsey Miller a wife-beater that day. Yeah, if bad. you take that away, I think there's a chance to skate that at least for that time period because of the tentacles that came out from that. Oh, I think if you just keep your mouth shut on signing day 2013, it never happens. Do you really? I do. I think the tweet set it in motion. Then the NCAA comes down and you challenge them physically. I mean, there were so many mistakes. So many rookie amateur mistakes. Emotional mistakes. Emotional, yes. So draft night happens, then you get into the season – We've told this story. It was the morning after. It was, the, it was exactly, holy shit. It was five years ago today. Yeah. <laughs> because it was the morning after uh, the Cubs, the Cubs won. won the World Series. Yeah. And, I had to pick Neil up. Well, he I mean, was, I, was still, was, was, I, no, I was still drunk. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was bad. I, I was at 10 o'clock that morning. We had our meeting. It was at 11, I think. We did the show. And then I like tried to take like a quasi-nap on That's Jeffrey's right. couch. Yeah. Um, it was bad. I mean, I was still drunk when I walked into Ross's office that morning. I'm not yeah. proud of it, but it's the truth. So anyway, there were hints that day in that it, conversation yeah. that they knew things, that they knew we knew things. Yeah, because we walked out and we went, okay, whatever. And then, huh, huh, all right. Yeah, yeah huh, what do we yeah. do with that? Well, and on that day... I my give a damn button was completely broken. And so when there was attempts to dance around things, I cut right through. It was like, are we talking about this person? Yeah. And it was, well, yeah. I'm like, okay. So we we knew there were issues. They knew there were issues, but they couldn't prove it. Mm -hmm. And so you, we got wind fairness to the person who got the scoop. It was you. The end of 2016, that this NCAA thing was going to be a absolute haymaker, and we told tell people what we knew. Um, we were working the story. We were being journalists. We weren't trying to help them, but Freeze got super defensive about it. We had that silly Sunday morning meeting in his office, me and him that day. That remains one of the most bizarre deals. Um, and then that year fell apart on him. Just the whole, they, they couldn't recruit. It was crippling. And it was media days, 2017. And I'd gone over there on Monday and took Carson with me. Carson was going to a soccer camp at UAB. UAB does a really good soccer camp for boys. And he was going to that camp. And then he and I were That's scheduled right. to fly to DC on Thursday night. Because we were going to go see the Cubs and the Orioles and do some D.C. stuff. That's right. It was our annual boys trip. And on that Monday morning, Ole Miss's appearance, I think Chase was on Wednesday or Thursday. may have been Thursday. I was over there, but I don't remember the day. You didn't come until that day. I, I went, came the day before and played golf. Okay. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was only at the media day that one day. So I was, I'm pretty sure that this is Ole Miss went on Thursday. Yeah. And on Monday morning, I 
can't remember whether it was Edward Ashoff or whether it was Mark Schlebaugh or whether it was both. It was Schlebaugh for sure. I remember I know, I, I know I talked to Mark, and I think at some point that week I talked to Ed because people were asking me, hey, what are you hearing about Freeze? And we'd heard rumblings, but it was always like, well, can you be more specific? And finally we got wind that they were talking about a phone. Yeah, Remember that? And so I started digging on it. I remember driving Carson out to UAB and being on my phone all the way to the, the uh, Winfrey about Freeze's phone. And I can say it now, Michael Thompson, I was talking to him, and he was like, what have you heard? Because Michael was trying to kind of deny a little bit and at the same time trying to, I think, figure it out. Yeah. What have you heard? And I said, I've just heard he's got some really questionable phone calls. Didn't know anything about Steve Robertson having it. Didn't know any of that. Just knew there was something. And frankly, on Tuesday night, I think I thought Freeze wasn't going to come over for media days. Mm-hmm. And I, actually, on Tuesday night, I thought Freeze might be getting fired. Yeah. And then on Wednesday night, it was so hot and heavy that I had Laura's sister come get Carson because I was afraid I, I was going to be up working all night and, frankly, was getting scared that we weren't going to be able to make our trip. Mm-hmm. And then on Thursday, Freeze comes. And acts. But the conversation I'll never forget is I said to Michael, I said, are you really going to let him come over here? And something along the lines of we have no idea what he's going to say. We have no idea. Remember that? We have no idea what's waiting on us there. And I thought, well, then you're crazy to fall into it. But if he doesn't go, it's a bigger story. But Freeze came. He got asked questions about his phone. He answered them kind of well. He actually Well, they use careful here. They use some outside people to tailor some responses and try to prepare him as much as possible. And he did really moment. well. Yeah, he did. He handled it really, really well. He, the preparation and his execution were both really good. Yeah, at that he got through that day quite well. And I remember I wrote everything and kind of thought, well, that's the end of that. And Carson and I flew to DC that night and um did our weekend in, in Baltimore, um, went to the Cubs-Orioles games, got back on Monday, and quite frankly kind of thought it was over. But there were rumblings. But I, I, Not over, but I didn't think anything We didn't was, imagine it was doing what it did. Yeah, and then on that, in that, way, on that day, he and I had gone to a – we went to bowl and <laughs> went to a movie like Planet of the Apes, whatever it was, that movie that was out that summer. Yeah. And – um my phone started buzzing in the movie. I remember him being pissed off at my phone. Like, Dad, get off your phone. I had to leave the movie a couple of times and get out in the thing. People are like, hey, man, what, what's going on? I'm like, no, no, get, what do you need? What's going on? And by the time he and I got back from the movie, it got to a point where I texted Freeze and I said, did you resign? And I'll never forget it. Almost instantly the response was, no, I was fired. Well, in the in, in the story on that, so we get the media alert, hey, go to the pavilion. And it was like very top secret. It was go to the pavilion, but park in the loading dock mm-hmm. behind it. Like keep your cars out of you, come in this way, do all this kind of stuff. And uh I mean it's blowing up what has happened. Everybody's very aware of it. Yeah, and we sure. get into that basketball area and I mean I've told this before, probably not the whole thing, and I probably won't I don't remember the exact wording, so I'll be a little careful on quotes, but 
I was like, hey, I don't know how long this is going to go. I just walked into the bathroom right there off the, the side of the press conference area um, in the media area of the pavilion, and Ross was in there, and he was sweating profusely. He was he had, like, paper towels wiping his head, and it was just me and him in there. And I kind of, like, just I, I kind of grinned at him, and I was like, are you all right? And he kind of looked at me, and he goes, it's been a long day or something along those lines. And I kind of laughed. And I was like, what's this look like? And he's like, well, or whatever. And I'm not, I don't think he said it, and so I'm not going to even put the words in his mouth because he might deny it. He was very frustrated Vitter was involved with what was coming up in a minute. They they wanted it to just let Ross handle it or let Ross and Breeze handle it, but Vitter felt the need to be up there and all that stuff. Ross was frustrated by that, at least. And essentially what we found out later is that Freeze had fought resigning or being fired for hours. I mean, literally hours. They had been trying to convince him that, no, you cannot keep doing this. Like, this is over. We can't sustain this on multiple fronts where they had been with him since about noon um, to, 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 to run through all this. It's probably 7 at this point, 6.30, 7 o'clock, something like that. Um, he just could not. He thought that if people would support him, he could come through it unscathed. At least at that point he did. I don't know what yeah. it feels like now. But at that point he 100% felt like he could he could get through it. And then they get up there, they do the, the hostage video that um, everybody has, well, like just, you said, it, has come into the lexicon now. It would – that wasn't the hostage video, right? Was it not? I thought no. that was all three of them. Freeze, no, wasn't, yeah, up Freeze there. wasn't there. Never mind. Uh-huh. You're right. Yeah, yeah. It was it was Ross and Vitter. Yeah. It and was just a hostage video light. Yeah, it was light. Sorry. And it was actually kind of different because Vitter didn't say much. He felt like he had to say like two or three things. It was like this, like, well, let me tell you about the university side of it. Like yeah. whatever. But he makes the problem with Vitter with so much stuff is he made everything stiff. Even more than it was anyway. Vitter, if just his presence made everything look Less organic, like very, whatever the word is. Um, it 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 yeah. So, it was it was a mess. But yeah, free should have gone to Florida. That's one hundred percent right. Um, yes, yes. The hostage video was the three of them explaining their incident uh, play situations. Um, it was put out on YouTube. You yeah. can find it. Yeah. It it looks like they should be holding newspapers up in front of them. That's what it looks <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> Which Ross will admit now. Yeah, I mean, last time, every pretty yeah. much every time I see Ross, I make fun of the hostage video. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pretty good sport about it now. Yeah, yeah, he handles know? it. He handles yeah. it fine. That is a the the the, the Vitter Gumball picture is one of my favorite pictures of all time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it's it's fantastic. It's just, <laughs> just what a fascinating time when all that was going on. I mean, but it was kind of a precursor for what was to come that fall because they 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 did not want Vitter involved on that in that press conference, and he was. And then I think they thought that Vitter wouldn't be involved in the coaching search, and he absolutely was. Breeze could have gotten the Florida job. Had he pursued the Florida job, well, he would have had to change some things, but well, he could have gotten the job. Yeah, he would. Have, he could have gotten the job. I think. I think for a brief moment, he basically had the job, mm-hmm. but they were going to control his Twitter account. Yeah, there was some things along those lines that they were what they were. Jeremy Foley wanted to control his Twitter account. Yes, and that was that was a non-starter. That was that a point. big deal. Because I sent Freeze a text during all of that 
It was basically because at the time, our relationship had been pretty good. I mean, he'd been more than fair to us. It was the first time because God knows nut wasn't. And I was like, hey, man, just wanted to tell you, um, I know it might be a crazy weekend. I think I remember saying this. I know this might be a crazy weekend. I just want to say I appreciate how fair you've been. Best yeah, of luck sure. to you, whatever you do. Yeah. And he came back just with thank you. And that was it. That was it. And I was like, dude's gone. And I remember talking to people over there, and they were like, hey, look, this program's bigger than Hugh Freeze. He got really emotional after the Egg Bowl and didn't feel like he could leave it. Remember C.J. Johnson's tweets the night before the Egg Bowl? I don't. I don't remember this. It was like, been betrayed, people have lied oh. to me. I mean, they, 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 they went into that game thinking Hugh Freeze was leaving. I think Hugh Freeze was leaving. And you think Jim McElwain would have been the coach? I, I think Jim McElwain was coming here and Lane Kiffin was going to Colorado State. That's right. Taking the full. <laughs> I do. Yeah. That think. felt like a very, I mean, it, it, the, the tea leaves were lining up for that. Well, there was, was a lot of buzz. And then it went away. He, his, uh, whether it was in-state stuff or the fact that he had kind of felt like he had the Ole Miss program on the cusp, whatever it was, he, he decided he, didn't want to do that. He wanted to stay. Which is when I always push back where people go, Jimmy Sexton controls everything. Jimmy wanted him at Florida. Jimmy might try to control everything, but at the end of the day, Jimmy you Sexton. take what job you want or yeah, don't Jimmy want. Sexton does not force a client to take a job. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work like that. I think, I think Jimmy thought it was in Hugh's best interest to go to Florida. Jimmy thought he was moving all the puzzle pieces around. He has McIlwain. He has Kiffin. He could go yeah, and I, and I think he felt like Hugh would be better off going to a place that had a little more control. Making this go away. I think, I think there was a sense that the deal at Ole Miss, there, was, there were compliance issues. I don't know that Hugh and the compliance office ever got on the same page. Um. It just, I, th- I think there was a sense among some people that Hugh getting to a place like Florida and working at the time for a guy as established as Foley would let him just be a football coach. And in the time when Hugh Freeze was just a football coach, he was a pretty damn good football coach. Yeah, he did a hell of a job in 12 and 13 and into 14 for sure. I mean, he really, really, really did. Uh, podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite 100 Mbps or the Blaze. The one gig that powers the Clark Ford at Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. It's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service available, parental controls, network security, and much more. You can get the best internet around. Just call the office and find out if they're in your area. And by this point, they are, 662 We're also brought to you by Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation recognized system integrator based right there in Baldwin, Mississippi. ACS can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. For more information or to get in touch with ACS, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes, such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox and B.B. Mitchell are Ole Miss graduates. They utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignments and increase value. 
for their clients. Uh, they have lots of properties, including the Village at Madison, which features 60,000 square feet of Class A restaurant, retail, medical, and professional office space, along with roughly 75 zero-lot-line residences with Pinpoint handling the leasing for the commercial portion of the development. If you'd like to learn more, give Sam and BB a call, 601-586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans is happy to announce the inaugural Coastal Cup Waterfowl Tournament, hosted January the 19th through the 21st at the Bay Flats Lodge on the San Antonio Bay of Texas. This competitive team duck hunting event will include two days of Texas coastal waterfowl hunting, meals, drinks, and lodging, and two pairs of custom jeans for every participant. Special guests of the event include uh, Josh Raggio of Raggio Custom Calls, Barton Ramsey of Southern Oak Kennels. To learn more, get in touch with Blake Kokenauer at Blake at BlueDeltaJeans.com. We're also brought to you by Lamons. Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard. They've been serving the Oxford area for basically 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, watches, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, everything. They've got it at Lamons. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. It's kind of a pun at this point, but... I think there's like a freeze watch for this weekend. There is. I made that joke to somebody this morning. Yes. There you go. Yeah. 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 So it's going to be chilly. You're going to be turning that heating system on. You want to make sure that it's operable and working and safe after um, six months of summer. So get in touch with the people at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products, same services, same people. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer. 662-801-1777. 662-801-1777. We did that. Had them come out. Just check it. Make sure it's all good. Certainly don't want to start that up, and then all of a sudden you've got all sorts of problems on a Tuesday night or something. So we did that. You should, too. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, the surrounding area, call 662-429-4429. I recorded a uh, soft verbal podcast yesterday with Sam Spiegelman of Rivals.com. It's brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area, one in Ridgeland, one in Flowood. Also, you can go to collegecornerstore.com, or you can go to Facebook and Instagram and get your goods there. Support for the Oxford Exxon Podcast brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched the fourth-generation trimmer, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code MPW at manscaped.com. One of the first people to try the new 4.0, and I'm blown away by the performance, craftsmanship, and details are 4.0 on next level. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. The four-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. You can be confident in all those sensitive areas. The upgraded trimmer includes a multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. It even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard links with sizes 1 through 4. Wireless charging through electromagnetic induction, that helps battery length last longer. It's time to get your own trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time with your enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boys. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code MPW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code MPW. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. 
Uh, let's see. You got that one down. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Yeah, you're, you're good. Yeah, okay. yeah. We'll tell you about some ice cream later. <laughs> um, so artisanal cheese trays coming up. Um, so that's kind of that. Um, <laughs> we're four years from the firing. We're getting to this point. But what are your two or three in ten more years? What's Hugh Freeze's legacy? Here? Yeah. It's twofold. Because it changes a little bit for any coach once they're gone. I mean, you, know, you look at Tuberville, it's kind of twofold. You look at Cutcliffe, it's kind of twofold. You know, like, I mean, sure. everything is complicated except for, like, Orgeron. He proved that you can win here. He proved that you can recruit big here. Um, He also proved that when you're a football coach, you've got to be a football coach. You can't get caught up in your celebrity. It's the Frankly, it's a lesson of Nick Saban. I mean, Nick Saban's 70 years old. He's just recently started to kind of embrace the celebrity part of his persona. The commercials and whatnot. Yeah, he's cashing in. Yeah. But... When, but it doesn't go over to his program. No, he was a grinder, and and Freeze got away from the grind. He did. I mean, that's that's you know, and then he got away from him. He's not the first dude to get caught up with the celebrity and the stuff and the whole deal. No, 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 no. And it, that's what got him. Well, the he other, lost. He put. He took his eye off the ball. The other thing that got him was he was never on the same page with compliance. By the time they were on the same page with compliance, the NCAA was already digging in. They already had stuff. Part of the problem with that, and Freeze got caught up in the middle of this, is they started with one compliance strategy of cooperation and then reversed field and started to fight. But by the time they fought, they'd already been cooperating. Well, and frankly, by that point, it's even the worst strategy because you've cooperated and handled them all this stuff, and now you're being asses about what they actually already have. I mean, it was it, it, it was screwed up on every front yeah, at that point. I mean, you fronts. either fight and don't give the stuff, or you completely roll over, one or the other. Well, the I lesson mean, is that you fight from day one. Yeah. You, you fight from day one, and, and they didn't. And so by the middle of it, it was so conflicted. And then he mishandled the stuff with Farrar. He should have just, when McGriff left to go to the Saints, is that where he went? The Falcons? Saints? Saints, yeah. When he went to go to the Saints, he should have just promoted Barney. Made him his DB coach. Yeah, because he's on the field at that point. Everybody goes, all right, fine. Yeah, shuts everybody up. Because everybody hated the fact that they were using that exemption for Werner, which was, the exemption was fine, but it created this basically thing of, well, there's just an extra coach because Dan was only recruiting a couple quarterbacks anyway if he was on the thing, and now you got this in-state mercenary running through whatever. Well, he's going everywhere. Yeah. Barney was everywhere. He was yeah. out recruiting. He was very, very active recruiting, and every, and everybody knew that, and other programs bitched about it. And when they bitched about it, the league tried to tell Ole Miss, hey, look, you guys need to figure this out. And when he got an opportunity to do it, and he, that opportunity came quickly, when he got an opportunity to do it, he said, nope, I'm going to go hire Corey Batoon. I'm not, you're not going to tell me what to do. And frankly, there was a moment there where Hugh could have either promoted Barney or just fired Barney. And maybe it all goes away. I don't know. But his legacy is twofold. I mean, he did a great job, and then he did a terrible job. 
And then part of the legacy got altered, frankly, by the fact that if Hugh Freeze coaches 2017, nobody remembers him as a great coach. They remember him as the guy that they would have gone four and eight, four and eight while getting crashed by the NCAA in 2017. Yeah. He showed that you can win incredibly big here because he wasn't even efficient all the time doing it. There's no doubt about that. And then, yeah, he showed that the pl- plenty of flaws that will run down any program, any business, any person, any coach, any whatever you want to call it um, over the course of the uh, the years. I mean, the, the ego just got out of control. Well, and he built a persona that wasn't real. Hey, I don't drink. And everyone knows that you're at – And what, what frustrates me about that is, I mean, I – I know the guy a little bit, and nobody would have cared. It's no, what people try to tell Hugh is that you go beat Auburn, and then when you go after the game, you walk through the Grove, and you've got a screwdriver and a cup. Nobody will give two downs. No. At all. No, And they're not going to go, not. hey, you're a less of a Christian because you did. No. No. You did nothing. Like, just – but he would do that stuff, though. Yes, I'm saying. Like, he would do that stuff, up. and then he would go preach at some place. It's and... the quote that haunts him, too. Is He goes on Fine Mom and goes, I don't have any vices. I dip a little, and I'm trying to stop. Just don't. Yeah. Just don't. He would tell people he didn't curse, and then you'd see video of him cursing. I mean, why? Yeah, nobody would have cared. I don't drink, and yet everybody on the, your team knows you drink. You're telling you, you're, you're, you're giving these. He did the thing with his own funeral that didn't go over well. There was just weirdness. Oh, that uh, yeah, that motivational thing he got from yeah. somewhere where he had them all plan the funeral. Yeah, that, that was a little weird. It was a little weird. <clears throat> and by the end, some of the older players were like, "I'm I'm kind of done." Was he the one that like had like the fake dummy spying on from the top of the stadium or whatever? Two a few years ago, where they had like I can't remember. Okay, there was a lot of quirk, like weird things. Yeah. Know. And yet there's a lot of people that worked for him and work for him who swear by him. I mean, he's got – he's still a really good football coach. Yeah, D- that's done a really, He's done a really good job at Liberty. He's got a good team. Um, it's just complicated, like a lot of things. It will. It was some, like, togetherness, like, motivational, like, thing. It was – I think the thing was more like, hey, you know, what do you want your legacy to be? Like, what, you know, make use of today. It was all that kind of stuff, but it came off incredibly awkwardly when it was when it was happening. Yeah. There was lots of that stuff. Like, it felt like we had Tony Robbins in the building a lot. Like, it was just. Well, I, mean, I can remember when Matt Luke took over. One of the things that they all liked, the kids liked about Matt when he took over was it was just a lot more transparent. It was just football. Mm-hmm. He's always big on the wristbands the first day of camp. Yeah. It was just, yeah, like one or two of those things. Yeah, sure. Like everybody does it, but it was just, I felt like it was all the time. It was. It was constantly something. It was it, a thing. It was. It was just, it's funny how they've gone, they being Ole Miss, from these just completely different types of coaches. It's just like these wild, wild pendulum swings. Yeah, it's the it's when the relationship ends. We go the opposite way, back yeah. and forth and from back and Freeze forth. Freeze to Luke, two people who have just virtually nothing in common. Order on to nut. Yeah. And now the Kiffin, who's completely yeah. could not be more different from, from Matt. I mean, literally, that, that it, it, just, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah. It's dizzying almost. I mean, it's almost like you go, hey, the next coach you'll miss is going to be Dave Doran. You just had to go to Kiffin first, and we're going to come back this way. That's what's, that's what's going to happen. I still think 
God, that would not matter. I, I, I still think Doran would have been a pretty smart hire. Matt is a very real, genuine dude. Grind. Matt's a good guy. Incredibly genuine. Yeah, he's a good man. There's, there, there's, there is no doubt about that. That is one of the nicest families yeah. you will ever meet. It, they are so nice. Um, yeah, I mean, from a straight, just want something for a person. You wanted Matt yeah. to win football games. I think we all. Just wanted him to win, and it just didn't. Yeah, it just wasn't. It, wasn't. it was frankly a kind of a frustrating time period because you wanted him to win, and you knew he wasn't going to win. You knew he wasn't going to win. You you could see the writing on the wall, and it was just hard. Yeah, the last month of that 2019 season was difficult. It was hard to do your job, and I've talked to other people who were like, yeah, I kind of felt the same way. It was like those press conferences felt heavy. Which press conference was it? Where he tried to get really emotional and frenetic and kind of loud, and it wasn't him, but he was trying to send a message, and it came off, and you went, "Just be yourself." Was it after the Arkansas? No, I think it was actually signing day. I think it was like one of the signing days or something. And he, he kind of he had this real monologue set up, and he kind of was yelling it, and you went, "Yeah, I don't remember. I, I don't." Your words probably look good on a transcript, but it's not you. Just be yourself. Just, just, just be you. Yeah, and it was hard. Yeah, couldn't couldn't get there. Well, you know, I've had this conversation with a couple people over there. I almost think, and look, this is asking a lot of Ross, and it wouldn't have gone over very well. And I don't think Matt was who Ross wanted to hire, and so that was there was a disconnect there as well. There was almost a point where you needed to go, hey, look. Here's where we are. We're we're in a rebuild right now. This is this is we're not in a great place. Mm-hmm. Instead, it was you know they they embraced that whole Mississippi made thing, which from a messaging standpoint never made sense. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So if you're not from Mississippi, you're not. It was supposed to be a playoff built by Bama. Is yeah. what it was supposed to be. It wasn't. The, the overall emphasis was not even necessarily, or at least it was not supposed to be Mississippi made as in we covered our end state. It was supposed to be we are making people. Right. But, but it, it never, the messaging got all messed up all over the time. Yeah, it was it was a weird, they, they really struggled to message it at all. And they did that on his opening press conference. That was the, yeah. on that day in 2017 where he got the job. They launched into that. He, he was like, oh, yeah. Remember that? He, it was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went into it, and it was like, what do you? What, what is? What is that? It just never. It never developed any synergy, mm-hmm. at all. It never got rolling. And then even that. He did a nice job keeping them together in seventeen. He did a great job in seventeen. You go back and look about like the week yeah. they had to go to Cal and the whole, and Matt had to be in Covington, Kentucky for forty eight hours. He was there till Tuesday night. Yeah. Gets back late Tuesday, and they leave on Thursday to go to fly to San Francisco or Oakland or wherever it was they flew. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. The day after that Cal game, um, talk about a man who was really confused on what he should be doing. I ended up on the golf course with Hugh Freeze the day after that Cal game. And uh, long story. And Oh, I remember that. It was – a man that was tormented, frustrated, upset, frankly felt like he was still getting blamed for what was on the field and he didn't justify it even though he did. Like it was 
it was a it was his product. Yeah, he was a really strange couple hours there. That was he was he had not let it go. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It was it was the, the cow game from the night before was very much on his mind at that at that at that juncture. To the point of explaining how plays should have been run, some different things. I may have that scorecard somewhere. It was I need such to a weird it. week. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was, it was. Uh, we would just sit in that embassy suites in Covington and just sit and sit and sit. And then you and JHV and the parrot. <laughs> yeah, that parrot. <laughs> <laughs> the whole deal. It's delusional by the end. In, I mean, in some ways, look, I, I get, I, I mean this in a very narrow scope. Because every every day on the podcast, I mean, frankly, it's one of the things that built our show. Was there was something crazy every single day? Yeah. Do you kind of miss it in a way? Because like in in, in a way, it was like today oh. it's this. Yeah. Because there for a while, our biggest show ever was the day that TMZ Lindsey Miller photos came out or whatever it was. That oh, was our yeah. biggest show forever. Like yeah. talking about Lindsey Miller and the whole. Well, it's like in Covington. I mean, there was nothing during the day. Like I could have I could have completely not been at the hotel, but both of the nights there, I got calls from people going, "Hey, I want to tell you what happened." Mm-hmm. Can we go someplace? It was like multi- That's right. multiple yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, I would meet people. I, I got to see all parts of Covington. Yeah. Um and people would tell you everything that was going on in there and you're like, "Holy, but you were kind of sworn to secrecy on it." It was just a bizarre. It was a bizarre time. I, just the whole thing, just yeah. nuts. So. The, the whole Leo Lewis thing is crazy. Yeah, I. Somebody one day will. They won't because no one would buy it. It's. It would make a fantastic book if you could really. Write it wasn't it. like it was one mistake. So I don't think Hugh can go. Oh, I regret this one thing because it was so many different things. But it is the frustrating thing looking back, just for people and humanity that. He was a good football coach. He was a good fit if he could have stayed in that lane. He really could have been here for a while and done a lot of good things over time, but he just you – know, it's life. I mean, things happen. People get whatever. I mean, I Neil's got a lot more personal situation with him than I do. I mean, I, I like the guy a lot for the most part. But I like he, the yeah, guy. You like the guy. It, it just – I resented the lie that he told yeah, that whole You just summer. couldn't – you just wanted him the whole time to get out of his own way, and he never could do it. Yeah. That, it, there was a frustrating part of knowing him – you just stop. Well, it was like at the at the media day in August of 2016. He's like, "Hey, it's good to have you back." And I looked at him like, "What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I haven't gone away. You've made my summer hell, but yeah, I'm still here. I'm I'm here. Yeah." And then he did that thing where he followed me on Twitter back back and forth back yeah. and forth and i didn't follow back and so he unfollowed me yeah and he was like what are we doing i mean this is nuts i mean this yeah. we're eighth grade girls yeah right we now. just needed to have a conversation where I, I where i could have said hey man i mean you you can't go tell people that i'm the reason yeah that there's an, an investigation that got launched in this town because you're you're a you're a deity coming off of a sugar bowl mm-hmm. you can't tell people that yeah and then expect people to not ever push back a little bit yeah, and then in January, it was why are you saying that I'm the I'm the subject of this investigation? It's because you are. Yeah, I'm not making it up. I'm not the one investigating you. Yeah, but people, you have enemies, and people are out to get you. And the NCAA wanted him badly. They did, and frankly, they didn't get him because Barney Farrar fell on the sword. Yeah, there was a code there that Barney protected him. That's exactly yeah. right. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnson Hill Creamery. Go ahead and get your Thanksgiving pre-orders in now. Orders have to be in by November. 
19th at 5 p.m. You pick up on November 24th. That's the day before Thanksgiving. 662-419-9201 or cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. Buttermilk pies, pumpkin cheesecakes, artisanal cheese trays, um, harvest charcuterie boards, and much more there. Also, remember with uh, this weekend at home in the Grove, you can get your catering and tailgate stuff delivered right to your spot there on campus with Johnston Hill Creamery. So go check out all their different options for that. That's sandwiches, salads, desserts, cheese trays, charcuterie boards, and plenty, plenty more, as well as great add-on items like the honey and the pepper jelly and plenty of other items. So again, same number there. Just need 24 hours notice, and they will get it to you right there at your tailgate location, 662-419-9201. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. They're home to the uh, Pinnacle 401k Advisory Services team. They'll conduct a complimentary, no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. We're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Uh, John's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits that are simply not available to other travelers. Just get in touch with him. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He'll give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of the services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. We're also brought to you by OPA. Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square, delicious menu featuring euros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, and more. Awesome bar serving your favorite handcrafted cocktails and frozen libations as well. It's an amazing candlelit patio right there, 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse uh, next to the old Soul Shine location. So if you're coming in this weekend looking to try something new, check out OPA. We're also watching by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Uh, Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, sponsors my mailbag, which is basically ready. I just need to hit the publish button. There's a couple things in it that I'm trying to decide whether I want to leave in or take out. It's brought to you. Um, sorry, she serves you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo, condos, land, Commercial and residential family homes, 662-567-2573, 662-842-3844. We're also brought to you by Service Specialist, offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford. They've been connecting candidates and employers since 1967 as the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. Whether you're a new college grad or a seasoned professional, whether you're in engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or more, you should contact Service Specialist. They're uh, always looking for candidates that have potential and want to learn, get their foot in the door with growth opportunities, and they always have candidates and resumes ready for your perusal if you're an employer. So if you're thinking about looking for a job or you're looking to relocate to Mississippi or um, if you are someone who's looking for uh, quality employees to hire, get in touch with Service Specialist, 662-832-5138 or go to servicespecialistltd.com. Alpha Specialties is located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. It's your trailer-specific professional. They've got load trail. They've got uh, Hallmark cargo trailers. They've got spare tires and wheels starting at just $100. They do all types of truck accessories. They can also repair all types of trailers, concession, horse, utility, enclosed, gooseneck, RV, and more. 601-932-9798 or alphaofms.com.
And we're brought to you by The Rogue. The Rogue is your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, and so many more brands. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Podcast also brought to you by Nick's Tan and Associates. That's nickstanoxford.com, 662-281-1200. The company on either side of the home purchasing process, the buy side, the sell side. Oxford's still pretty crazy from a real estate market standpoint, so let locals help you out with uh, that there at Nick's Tan. I've used them multiple times. Give them a chance, too. They also sponsor my 321 football content item every week on rebelgrove.com, so you can click the link in that story. You can click the link in my message board signature and be on your way to your next home with uh, Clay DeWeese so Keith Graham and their team of associates. Again, 662-281-1200. NickstanOxford.com. Uh, let's see what else we got. Just to quickly, nobody necessarily cares about this right now. It's a year away, but uh, yesterday, Ole Miss is going to be in a tournament in Orlando in basketball next year. It's called the uh, ESPN Events Invitational. Sure, it means ESPN needs television, so they're putting a tournament together. Is yes, that what that means. And it is Ole Miss, Florida State, Oklahoma, Memphis, Nebraska, Seton Hall, Stanford, and Siena. Oh, that's a pretty good crew. So, yeah, good good crew there for the uh, – That's November, next November? Uh, I don't have a date on that. Because um, they've says, got a tournament. I mean, it has snuck up on us because yeah. we've been Basketball so, actually starts in like a couple days. They open in six days. I, I think there's a media op today. There is today, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's – they play um, UNO – and Charleston Southern, and then they go to Charleston? Is that where the tournament's at? I may be right in saying that. They open with Marquette. I know that. Are you sure? I'm so, pulling it up right now. Am I sure about what? Marquette. You think I'm wrong? I don't. I, I, we I would, looked this up yesterday. Yeah, but I've had a lot going on, man. I, 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 I don't know. Let's see. I'm pulling up the men's basketball schedule for Ole Miss. Yeah, Marquette. In Charleston. Shriners, yeah. Children's, Charleston Classic. The opener, though, is New Orleans. Yeah, um, I said UNO and Charleston Southern. Gotcha. And then they go to the tournament where they play Marquette and then West Virginia or Elon. Or Elon. And then somebody else. I don't know how that works. They have a Thursday, Friday, Sunday tournament. And then they come home day after Thanksgiving and play Mississippi Valley. They got a big game December 4th against Memphis at home. That's at home, yeah. At 11 a.m. on ESPN2. December the 11th is in Atlanta against Western Kentucky. They open league play at home against Mike White and the Gators on December 29th. Yeah. So, there's your basketball situation. Uh, they announced Kermit Davis's extension yesterday. Um, what that was was just strictly a, a rollover back to his four-year um, max from a government standpoint in Mississippi. It happened months ago, but they chose this week to announce it, I'm assuming for season ticket and potential recruiting purposes um, on uh, on that. the I, I guess I knew that he had been extended. Um, it's just sort of the MO, um, for the most part, to extend unless there's some huge reason not to. Ole Miss is willing to, to eat some more potential buyout over the years if that comes to that without uh, that affecting any uh, any statuses. I mean, I know a lot of people in the message we were talking about yesterday. I know, look, this is not me saying Kermit's getting fired. That's not what I'm saying. But people were asking, is this yeah, a long – if you're going to say that, make sure, yeah. you, make sure you say this is Chase Paul. Neil told me on the phone yesterday he thought Kermit was going <laughs> no, to get hacked. No, he did not. I kept nope. getting asked, though, what does this do to a buyout standpoint? Right. To the best of my knowledge, it literally just adds on because they are owed the remainder of their contract in most instances from an Ole Miss contract standpoint. So 
That, that's it. That's the answer to that. That is nothing about my opinion regarding his employment status. It is just a, a fact of the matter. So, yeah, Ole Miss plays Trevecca, which Neil tells me is out of Nashville, November 5th. That's what I was told. 6 p.m. At, uh, at home, and then UNO next Tuesday. Is it UNO, if you're on the road, the ones that has, like, the bar in the student section or, like, in the in the stand or I something? I think that's right. Isn't that right? I think that's right. Yeah. I have avoided golf lately, Grant. I have not discussed it at all. Ole Miss beat Alabama in soccer yesterday in Orange Beach. one nothing. They'll play Tennessee tomorrow at uh, oh, tomorrow? 730. It's not tonight. November 4th, okay. Thursday. November um, 4th. Yeah, that is a two-seed versus three-seed game. The Vols are the two-seed. The Rebels are the three-seed oh. in, uh, in Orange Beach. There you yes. go. Ole Miss still fighting for potential host, seeding, NCAA tournament. They're definitely in. Um, just a matter of what it looks like for them from uh, from that standpoint. So, yeah, I have seen enough of that to uh, to know a little bit. So, uh, Let's see. What do we got? I got some stuff at rebelgrove.com. We'll have some more today. We'll have Neil's picks tomorrow. We'll go through lines a little bit for that. Um, Michael Thomas suffers setback. He is out for the season for the Saints, the wide receiver. Frankly, I never expected him back to begin with, so that did not change my blood pressure at all this morning. In case you're wondering, by the way, women's basketball opens on Thursday the 11th at home against Belmont. Okay. On the 11th? The 11th. Okay. Uh, so still a week and a day away from, uh, from that. They're at home what appears to be the whole month of November. Belmont, Mississippi Valley, Lamar, Louisiana Tech, Jackson State. They go to Berkeley, I guess for a tournament is what it looks like, or some sort of a yeah a invitational on Friday, November the 26th. I don't know how many people care, but this is kind of worth mentioning a little bit just because we are running through some of the smaller sports, some different things. Um, I saw they were on a hell of a run. The volleyball coach has done a hell of a job turning them around. They she were, really has. They were like 0-18 or 0-19 or something like that last year during that SEC-only COVID year. They are 17-5 and overall and 6-5 and in the SEC, including winning four straight um, conference games. They uh, – they swept Missouri 3-0-3-0 in Columbia, and then they beat South Carolina at home 3-2-3-0 in a back-to-back. So huge uh, huge kind of week and a half for them for the volleyball team. They play nationally ranked Tennessee um, in Knoxville on November 7th for their, uh, their yeah. next game. So that is Sunday. Uh, that is the uh, the next game there. So anyway. Will, Will Murphy says, I was not wondering. It's one of these things. And so this, this conversation comes up. Yeah. Like, hey, are you guys going to cover women's basketball? And the answer is, so I've been here 13 years. And like twice, we've sort of tried it. And it just gets no numbers. There's no. Yeah. And now they've sucked. They've been bad. And then one of our competitive sites really, really, really covers it. Mm -hmm. And people are like, are you going to do that? I'm like, it's proof that we never, we never react to what other people do from that regard. We sort of. I feel like Lane Kiffin when I say this. We just sort of trust our analytics, and um, I can see how he'd get frustrated. People are people are questioning your analytics, and you're like, "These are our analytics. This is what this tells us." Yeah, to do. I don't know that we're going to at any point ever elevate it to like a main sport. However, in saying that, I'm very interested to see how you guys as fans respond to this team. I think they're an NCAA tournament team. They have Shakira Austin, who's one of the top five players in the country. Um, we obviously see what's happened at Mississippi State over the years when they've been very good. I'm I'm curious. I mean, I'm I think I think in some ways 
whether we do some intern stuff, whether we do things, whether we even to spend more time trying to get videos or something to you, some things along those lines, I think it's going to be somewhat dependent on fan reaction, listener viewer sure. reaction, and let you guys tell us what it is that you uh, you want from that. Because um, at this point, there's just been very little day-to-day interest in it. So, um, you know, I think they're going to win. I think they're a five seed in the SC, in the NCAA tournament, something like that. Um, so... We'll see what that means for you guys. I have I have no idea. So, um, that's what kind of where that's at. So. All right. Uh, lines tomorrow. Again, plenty uh, our picks tomorrow, not lines. Neil's picks tomorrow morning. Um, we'll have some stuff up at rebelgrove.com. We'll be with you again tomorrow. So I hope you enjoyed a uh, Hugh Freeze rehash, some stuff from Lane Kiffin, and more. So have a good day. Take care. We'll talk to you again very soon. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful, time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.